With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. <laughs> Something, something, Bronco. With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Incomplete. You are listening to Something Something Broncos with Lori Lattimore Volkman, Tim Lynch, and I'm Jess Place. We are brought to you by my high-pitched voice when I get excited. Let's start off the show uh, with with a little news. Gary Kubiak didn't uh, end up being the offensive advisor slash coordinator slash uh, Bronco guy that we all thought he was when we last recorded the podcast. Uh, how do we feel about old Coobs not uh, not joining us for the 2019 season? Tim, what do you think? I think he's going to do great things for the Vikings, you know. So I'm happy he's, he's with the Vikings, with Rico and all those, the gang from 2016. He even got Simeon back. I mean, he's probably a, can't wait to get back to coaching. So I'm excited for him. It's, it's good stuff. And, uh, and don't forget, don't forget Lori's favorite, Floater. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. He's got Kyle Sloter. Oh my god. <laughs> he might he might be too much of a threat to Simeon, so we might see him come back to the orange and blue here soon. Which would be awesome. <laughs> I bet you I would put money right now that Sloter would be better than Keenum. Mm. Right now. I'm putting that bet out there. Dare me, Ellen. I think come I, on. I would say we have to do better. 
I'm not saying. If we're heading into the season not... with Loader and Keenum, I'm going to punch myself in the face. <laughs> but still, I'm just saying better than Keenum, which tells you how good Keenum is, possibly. If it. All right, for for two dollars, who? What is the name of the number two quarterback on the Broncos roster right now? Kevin Hogan. Oh, oh. Hagen. Dang it. Hogan. Hogan. There's a Hagen, but he's a cornerback. <laughs> Kevin Hogan. All right, you, all right. You owe me two dollars. I owe you two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I feel tricked. I know. <laughs> we should have talked yeah. about this. <laughs> so, so Kubiak is is going to Minnesota, and we all wish him all the best, uh, dear friend of the show that he is. And um, no more naked bootlegs, Jess. No more. We're not going naked in 2019. No, we're not going naked. And that's a shame. You know, maybe maybe we will. Maybe maybe we will. I mean, Mike Munchak has agreed to leave uh, the Bears, and and oh no, that's Donatel. Ed Donatel. Uh, has agreed to leave the Chicago Bears, and so he's going to come over and do the defensive line. Um, which defensive is coordinator. Be... What? Defensive what? coordinator. What? You said defensive line. He's doing the defensive coordinating. He's... No, he was the – oh, yeah, he was the defensive line coach in – No, he's the defensive backs coach. I'm all fucked up. All right. Yeah, let's go. Hold on. All right. So with – all the turnover uh, just in the last week with Kubiak out in Denison coming, going, what's his name? Brian Perini, whoever, the tight ends coach that uh, starts with the P. Um, <laughs> he's not coming. We don't know. So who all, who all is on the coaching staff? Tim, could you give us a rundown? Vic Fangio is the head coach. <laughs> Is this tag team? Okay, I'm it. Rich Scandarello is going to be our offensive coordinator. Is it Rich or Greg? Because <laughs> Mick Kliss said Greg. <laughs> Did he say Greg? He said oh. Greg. In one he of said his- a lot of wrong things this he week. He also said Sandarello instead of Scandarello. Mick Munchak. Mick, Mick Munchak, yeah. yeah. Mick Kliss said that. <laughs> okay, so Tim... With Kubiak going to Minnesota, uh, what is the layout of the coaching staff? Who's who and who's going where and where are they coming from? Well, we got Vic Fangio at head coach. Defensive coordinator is Ed Donatel. Mm-hmm. You got Mike Munchak. He's going to be the offensive line coach, maybe slash assistant head coach. Um, and then this rich fellow, Scangarello, for offensive coordinator. Or as we should times. call him. Scary Spice. I like Scary Spice. Badass OC name, you know? Scary Spice. <laughs> Better than Sparty Spice. <laughs> I mean, that could work too, but that just sounds a little patronizing. I don't think he would be okay with that. Scary Spice is good. Well, so how do we feel about Mike Munchak coming over? He was a head coach uh, candidate. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of Broncos fans were not too... Uh, excited about the prospect of him becoming the head coach. Having him come on board in a different capacity is, I kind of like it. Like, it's like we got both our picks. They're both there. So that's kind of cool. What do you think, Lori? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great get for the Broncos. One of the reasons I like it is also because 
since Vic Fangio hasn't had head coaching experience and we have an offensive coordinator who's, you know, barely been more than a position coach, having a guy on the staff who has been a head coach, I think would be a really good help for Vic and just kind of for the staff in general to have somebody who's been in that role and can offer some advice and support. I was, that's one of the reasons I was happy to have Kubiak on coming on board. Cause I thought he would definitely bring that experience and that knowledge of the position as well as the familiarity with the Broncos. My biggest regret there is just not having Kubes on staff, but like the rest of you, I was not on board with bringing in Rick Dennison or Brian Perini. So I'm kind of, I'm happy that we're not having those guys on, on the staff. So we've seen how, how that goes. And that is not, that is not good. To, that is not fun to watch. That is not what we want. Like, I, I mean, I'm all for Kubiak's philosophy, but the execution was poor. And to bring those guys back after we got rid of them, it's not, that's, uh, that, was, that was a good call on Elway's part to, to kind of dig his heels in. and Or it could have been Vic Fangio and, and good on him if he's like, no, we're not, we're doing something different. We're embracing a different philosophy. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know what the offensive philosophy is going to be. I mean, it, it, the, the indication in, with going with Kubiak would be that the moving pocket and the bootlegs and dare I say the naked bootlegs. Um, but um, I, I, is that, is that kind of the way we're going to continue to go? Cause that, I mean, that is when, that is what Keenum was somewhat successful with. And so Vance Joseph and, and uh, Bill Musgrave didn't, didn't really embrace that. And what we saw was what we saw and it was not good uh, either. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, mean, I, I don't really know what we could take away from the, uh, what the offensive scheme is going to be until we see it. So we're moving a different direction. It might not be this next year because we still have Keenum, but I think there's a good possibility. It is this next year. Having Kubiak here was going to be good for Keenum, no doubt. Having Kubiak not here puts Keenum's future, you know, up in the air. And I'm not sad about that. <laughs> I'm excited to see something else possibly next year, but most definitely the year after that. We're not really going to know much about Scary Spice's offensive scheme. Um, <laughs> probably for a long time, because we really don't know what he's going to bring to the table. The good thing that sets all this into motion on the right foot is Mike Munchak. The fact that you look at uh, Joe, Joe Mahoney um, on staff, he does a lot of the stat stuff and he, he drops something interesting showing Munchak's um, record uh, in terms of rankings for various offensive line play. Um, he's been fairly consistent. Uh, he's had some up, down, up years and up, up and down years on the run game. But one place where he is almost always in the top 10 every year is pass protection. So we're going to see an immediate fix uh, in that area. And, and that's something that is going to be vital for every aspect of the offensive scheme. So already we're in the on the right path and it's all working out for, for the Broncos um, with Kubiak leaving. So, you know, he, Gary Kubiak's be in the ring of fame someday. And, you know, that's not going to change. But I think this was absolutely the right decision. And whether it came from Elway or Vic Fangio, these guys are, are making good decisions and putting the franchise in a good footing to 
actually win some freaking games. So we're <laughs> I'm excited moving forward. We'll see what, how they do on the personnel side and and all that. But so far, so good. Here's the question: If you're Garrett Bowles, how do you feel about the new Jack hiring? You should save me. <laughs> I'd be a little, I'd be like, okay, time for me to like, you know, this is it. What if all he's been missing this whole time is just that kind of coaching? You know, we don't know. Um, he has talent, so let's see if he if he's a bust. We're gonna find out in the next two years. That's the that's the great thing. I think. I mean, if Bulls is any kind of a competitor, he sees the top OL coach in the league come to his team, and he should be excited because that means he can learn and he can improve. And if he's got it, he will improve. And if he doesn't, we'll find out. And we definitely know, you know, what we need and who to get rid of <laughs> when that contract comes around. Whether Bulls recognizes it or not, I bet he does. I think it's going to be great for him. Well, what about Nick uh, Mullins? from San Francisco. I, I heard that uh, Scary Spice was uh, helpful in making him the juggernaut that helped destroy the Denver Broncos earlier when we played the 49ers. Uh, they, I believe they had, what, like uh, two wins at the time and and we couldn't couldn't get over on them for some reason. I, that was a hard loss. But, um, but he did nothing in the second half, so about that. Well... He didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> this team couldn't score 20 points. <laughs> we can't score 17 points. My goodness. Yes. And so Ed Donatel, right? He's the uh, the defensive backs coach for the, the Bears. He has two rings with the Broncos, too. So it's it's a good hire. I think he's been eight years with Fangio and knows the ins and outs of everything that Fangio does. In a lot of ways, that... Fangio's defensive success is every bit as much Donatel's success over the last eight years. So that's a good hire. Um, the old Broncos of old, Steve Atwater and um, Ray Crockett, they they love the guy. They're raving about him. So I'm the defense is going to be incredible. So that alone is going to win win this team more games if they can score 17 points. So. <laughs> Well, maybe the defense can score 17 That's points. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Donatel is a defensive backs coach. He gets Chris Harris Jr. and, you know, maybe Roby back and gets them, you know, Isaac Yidem gets them making interceptions and pick sixes. We don't need the offense. Screw Keenum. Who cares? We'll put Hogan in there. Yeah. Hogan's family. Let's go. <laughs> so how are we feeling about the Denver Broncos going into 2019. I mean, we joked about, oh my God, by training camp, we'll be oh, 13 and three. There it is, the high pitch voice. Uh, but we will, I mean, I think we're on course for being that 13 and three high pitched excited. Elway is, is like, I'm going to do my damnedest not to suck next year. And, and I can appreciate that. What do you guys think? Well, I think we're going to see a major purge coming. You're going to see a lot of veteran guys, Super Bowl, from the Super Bowl team get get cut. Um, we're going to lose a lot of cap from those cuts. And it's going to be sad because, you know, we're, we're losing that 2015 roster. But it's going to be good for the for the franchise. And I, I have a feeling Elway's going to go 2014 on this free agent uh, class. Uh, he's probably going to pick up some some defensive guys to replace the the defensive guys that he's letting go. 
and then it all just comes down to the draft. They get a if they get a top quarterback in the draft, and they and he nails free agency. Oh man, it's going to be the high pitched thirteen and three voice all year long until they <laughs> until they lose game number four. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited though. Get that far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, so, so, okay, so this is the obvious Sophie's choice. Antonio Brown or trade up for uh, a quarterback. So is there anybody here that thinks that it's worth trading for Antonio Brown instead of getting a quarterback next year? No, but I would love to have Antonio Brown. I actually wouldn't be against that, except that we don't have a quarterback who can handle Antonio Brown. And I think all it would take, and Steve Atwater is the one who pointed this out, and I think he's spot on. All it's going to take is, you know, another season of Case Keenum not throwing the ball to an open receiver and Antonio Brown having 50, 60 catches all season, not, you know, having the kind of Antonio Brown year that he should have, and he will be, you know, 100% diva meltdown all over again. So he would be that problem in the locker room because he wouldn't have a quarterback to help him be the kind of receiver he wants to be. So... That I I don't think the Broncos should try to bring Antonio Brown in unless they have some grand plans for a much better quarterback in 2019. And I don't know how you do both of those. Do you think there's a chance that Emmanuel Sanders renegotiates his contract to stick around in light of his Achilles injury? Yeah, I think there is. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, I think he loves Denver and he loves the Broncos, but I think he would he would switch teams if he had a better deal and a better situation for sure. So if he thinks that he can go somewhere else and you know get paid and be the superstar, I think he, I think he'd probably do it in a heartbeat, <laughs> but I'm not sure he's going to have that kind of option when he's working on an Achilles injury that, I mean, he says he's going to be ready week one. I think that's super aggressive because he got hurt in late November. And even with, advances in medicine to have the Achilles injury healed in, as he says, six months. I find it really hard for a team ready to take a chance and pay him the big bucks when we don't know if he'll be ready to play. I would like him to stay just because I'm a sentimental guy. I, I really <laughs> like him. I think he, I think he's cool. Uh, I see interviews with him. I'm like, that is a cool guy. He's got earrings, big diamonds in both ears, like every good wide receiver should. Um, and he's just, you know, he's got that attitude and the swagger. And, oh, and he's really good at, at, at the football, uh, which is which is I like. I like watching the football with him in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he catches so, the ball. Yeah, he does. And, and, and he gets he gets his clock clean and he keeps getting up, except, you know, the last time. But that wasn't his fault. That was just yeah. his Achilles heel. And the Broncos stopped converting third downs after he got injured. So yeah. there's also that. that. Funny? <laughs> That's so weird. It's like the offense suddenly stopped when, well, and we, we also stopped throwing it down the field. So that's also part of it. it we didn't trust. Down the field, you mean 11 yards, right? <laughs> I mean, like five yards. I mean, we, would, we were throwing it backwards. And we did. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot. We threw it back. What about Future's you? Right. Or do you think Emmanuel Sanders will be back? No. <laughs> oh. I mean, he's he's a ten million dollar cap hit coming off an Achilles injury, and the Broncos will have two million in dead money. Uh, doing the math, I mean, he's thirty years old. Would I like him to come back? 
sure, but just he is the the one cut the Broncos could make to free up a ton of money immediately. And he's coming off a serious, serious, serious injury for a wide receiver. I mean, that's if you don't think that's not going to come into major play when when Elway's making those kind of decisions, I mean, he's he's in he's he's he would have to renegotiate, I would think. I think I mean, I think we all know he'd have to renegotiate, but I think he might just because <clears throat> of the injury and he won't have the options that he otherwise would have had he not gotten. Yeah, injured. that's true. It'd be nice if he did that because he is. With the young receivers on the roster, he's still the only one I trust. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. The thing is, we need him. And if we cut him, we still have to find his caliber level of wide receiver to replace him. Because as as good as those guys were, it definitely showed once they became wide receiver number one and number two. They have to earn their earrings. They need to get their earrings. Right. Got to earn them. You know, only one way to do that. Got to get your big contract by catching the balls. <laughs> Scoring those touchdowns in the football. Well, so our overall impression for 2019, let's go ahead and uh, just throw it out there. How many wins do you think, Tim? 11. 10. I'm going to go nine. <laughs> and I was going to go nine before we started counting down, but, you know, <laughs> we are. I like Why how we're so? very optimistic that it won't be a losing or, or eight and eight season. Uh, that's the, you know, we're already on our way. I mean, you know, I, I just have four more wins, you know, I just have to see enough to be like 13 and three. Uh, I, I think I can get there by training camp or certainly by the end. I'm almost there. <laughs> One more hire, baby. I'll be there. <laughs> Who do we have left to hire? Uh, spicy, Scandrilla. spicy Steve. Scary no, spice. spicy, scary spice. Yeah. Skin yellow. Well, okay. So, are we ready for the mystery question? Bring it on. Okay. When attending a football game, what are the best concessions? <laughs> Not the hot dogs. No, stay away. Stay away from the hot dogs. Tim. Wouldn't the answer be beer? Yes, correct. Okay. Would you like to go for the for, for bonus extra credit? <laughs> what kind of food? The jumbo pretzel. Ooh, God, I love jumbo pretzels. Especially Popping. if you get the cheese. Yeah. Cheese. Mustard? Yeah. Mustard. Mustard. Yeah, um, I know. I'm a Sometimes cheese guy. The, the, the pretzel and it's got all the salt on it and it looks, it's just like there's too much salt. And so you kind of got to like work it over to get a lot of the salt off. And I'm a salt yep. guy, and so it's it, I, I'll eat more salt than most people. But sometimes it's just like it's just like coated, and you gotta just you gotta kind of massage it, kind of work your thumb into it, and get all the most of the salt off, and then and then you're good to go with the mustard or the cheese. I, I, I'm a cheese person myself. Uh, I like the cheese. They never always, give you enough cheese. It doesn't matter what you order. The nacho, yeah, it's pretzels, annoying. They never give you enough, and that's fine. Uh, you always take a first few bites with all the salt on it first, though, just to make sure. Yeah, this looks like too much, but you got to find out. <laughs> like crunches on your teeth, and you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's, a, that's too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, for me, I I, uh, I always like to buy a bag of peanuts from the shady vendor outside 
uh, <laughs> who's got him in a Ziploc bag. I'm just, it's just a trust thing. It's like, you know, I know you're not going to poison me because who would poison peanuts? Uh, and, and they let you bring it into the stadium and, and I make a big mess. And then I use my shoe and just kind of kick it in the row in front of me so that I don't have to worry about it and let who, you know, it gets the person's bag in front of me and all that stuff. And I, it's just like, Oh, it's just for being at the game, you know, shouldn't have sat in front of me. You didn't want peanuts in your purse lady. Okay. So, um, so I eat those, uh, I used to do Cracker Jacks and then the prizes got silly. Like what, what is this? What's going on here? Like I got, I got a cardboard picture of a dog. This is terrible. Like this is what happened when I was a kid, you used to get, good prizes and I, this is this is weak and so they sent me vouchers for free frito-lay products and so but that's 16 dollars course light is still worth oh Coors yeah light oh come on <laughs> oh. i was being i was being facetious yeah the best thing now with and all these games is they have good craft beer it's, i love that I, you know what? I have only been to two games in my entire life, so I'm not speaking from volumes of experience. Yeah. And but my last game was at the Oakland Coliseum. So, so they definitely Coors Light was the trip. beer. <laughs> That's how you get MRSA going. Through. I got MRSA just being there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I will tell you, um, when I was a kid, I went with my dad to a game, and I was like, I was maybe... I, know, I was probably 12 or 13 and we kept buying lemonades and like I kept knocking them over. And, and so like, there's like this sticky river of, of lemonade. So he like ended up buying me three because I, I don't know. He, I, he should have stopped at the first one. I, I would definitely stop at the second, but my dad kept going and I'll never forget the guy in front of us. Like, cause it started like leaking down in, <laughs> into the row in front of us. I saw him take like a matchstick and like lean over and just kind of like, like kind of scrape the, the fluid over the ledge on his side. So it went down below his seat. And so it was like pooling up by his feet. So he, he made a path so that it could drain out into the row in front of that one. And so, <laughs> Uh, so that's something that my dad still talks about. He's like, God, you knocked over all those damn drinks. And the guy was about to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, it was your dad's fault. So if you I know, well, punched... you know, I, I should have had my own money. I should have brought my own lemonade. But, um, yeah. Those were expensive mistakes, Jess. And this is, you know, this is kind of an aside. And I don't know why, because this was at the old Mile High Stadium um, where, I don't, I don't know if you went there, Lori, but the seats were so narrow that you yeah. would, the, 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 the people sitting next to you were like practically sitting on, on like each knee. Like if, if you were sitting next to someone of, uh, of above average size, they were sitting on your lap. Right. Um, yeah. And so, so that was that you would never have, I had that amount of closeness. Uh, with Bronco fans uh, as I did in the old stadium, except in the restroom where they had the old school trough style uh, urinals. And I don't care what you say. That's awesome. It's nothing like peeing in a trough with all these dudes everywhere. Just like, Hey, we're, no. we're peeing where horses drink. This is pretty cool. No. <laughs> they still have that. They still have that at the Oakland Coliseum. Oh, of course it, they do. And the plumbing is not good. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it back up and flow down the? I don't. I don't even want to think about it. This is not safe for podcasting. 
<laughs> that's why I haven't been back to a game. I thought this was normal. So 2008 was the last time I gone. I've gone and I said never again. <laughs> oh, good lord! Oh. I guess I shouldn't put the Elkwood Coliseum as the uh, standard bearer of NFL yeah, that's, experience. No. However, it's important to note that they uh, came in above uh, Broncos Field at State Mile High Stadium. <laughs> In the health department rankings. Uh, That's uh, frightening. Broncos that is Stadium frightening. So hot. And as a fan of Bloody Marys, I am disheartened to hear that the Bloody Mary mix was kept at a uh, higher temperature than it's supposed to be kept at. I, uh, that's the last thing I want is to order a Bloody Mary and go blind. <laughs> go blind. <laughs> that would have been helpful at games last year, right? Right. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Maybe that was all part of it. They're like, the Broncos suck. You, Trevor Simeon's terrible. We're going to put the Bloody Mary mix in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> put it next to the heater. Yeah. Did, did Lori just call Case Keenum Trevor Simeon? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. Yeah. Kyle Orton, what? Where? Huh? Yeah. There's a man who ought to drink. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so if, right. it, let that be a lesson to you. If you order the Bloody Mary at uh, Mile High Bronco Stadium, eat your celery because it could be the only thing that wards off serious illness. <laughs> it probably has E. coli, though. <laughs> be careful. Well, they also were accused of not having hot or cold water at some of the concession stands, which means that they can't wash their hands. So E. coli, yes. I would I I will accept E. coli surveys. The good the good news is all this bad publicity means they will have everything fixed next year. Cause they'll be under the microscope. Yes. For at well, least a year, you know. So next year you're good. Go to all the games, eat all the food next year. Jess, who was um, the worst stadium? I think the worst was uh Detroit Pistons, I think. It was yeah, like the Oh, it's the, across uh, all leagues. Yeah. It's a, yeah, well, yeah, for Bron for football stadiums, we were there. Let me here. I can look it up. 111 North American Pro Stadia. <laughs> Stadium. Mm. Yes, yes. As uh, an English guru like yourself, I know you will appreciate Stadia. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is that a type of uh, synthetic sugar? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's stevia. Ah, ah, gotcha. Stevia Scandrello. <laughs> <laughs> if you click NFL, uh, the worst one is Bank of America Stadium. Who plays there? Jaguars? No. No, Jaguars? Charlotte, the Panthers. Panthers. Oh, yeah, Charlotte. There it is. Yeah, capacity 75,000. Ooh, moldy cream cheese, raw Ooh. food, bad hygiene. Southern hospitality. <laughs> yeah, inspectors observed employees unaware of when to wash their hands, and employees who did not wash their hands before putting on gloves. For if, uh, oh, God, and you're making me sick. Stop, stop, stop. At least they put on gloves, though. Okay, so next up is Bronco Stadium at Mile High, and it's like, it's like it, 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 the Jaguar Stadium, and then Bronco Stadium, and then it is a a twenty percent drop between for the next uh for the third place one so the so like there are two really bad ones and and uh broncos is right up there so yeah the bloody mary mix was stormed at room temperature instead of being chilled again blindness um uh <laughs> 50 small rodent droppings were under a pallet of beer 
maybe maybe the Coors Light, Tim. Be careful. Be careful. Uh, in, in the warehouse area of a main kitchen. So that's where they cook the food. That's not good. <laughs> not good. Not good, Denver. Do a little bit better. But I will tell you this. Okay, so so I split season tickets with my father. And we used to be up in the nosebleeds. And um, and he would go and get food. And, like, every time he'd go to a game, he would complain. He'd be like, food is just awful. Like, and for about two years, I got to hear about this doughy pizza that he got uh, at like the one of the concession stands. And he's like, it, it was it was terrible. It was raw. It was it was doughy. It was chewy. It was and it was like nine dollars for a slice. And it's like for three years, he was like, this is terrible. We need to move seats. The pizza up there is just <laughs> awful, you know, and he like would not let it go. And it was just finally we ended up moving up and, and, and now he's happy. But it was just like we need to find better seats soon because my father is going to lose his mind over this bad pizza. He <laughs> had pizza. Three years ago. Yeah. So, so hopefully Vic uh, uh, Fangio can get a hold on this uh, concession nightmare. Yeah. And if an Italian can't get a good piece of pizza. Oh can? crap. Are you kidding? Look out. <laughs> no, I, I want to see his closet though. I want to see Vic Fangio's sweat bunker. You know, like where he's just got, but are they color coded? Are they hung up? Does he have them dry cleaned? Like these are all pressing questions I need to know. I bet his second day on the job, they just loaded him up with a bunch of Broncos sweat gear. He's like, not enough. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> Unless you want me showing up in my 49ers sweatshirt, you better give me some more. Oh, yeah. And he probably will anyway, because it's a good, <laughs> he seems like a thrifty guy is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. You know, he might ink out the, the Bears logo or something. <laughs> Just put a piece of tape over it. Like, we, yeah. uh, Vic, we know you're wearing 49ers. So. Yeah, just buy some Bronco stickers. Slap that would a sticker be over. so funny. <laughs> All right. So that said, uh, before we wrap up, we have uh, two games this weekend. Uh, who do we believe is going to advance uh, to the Super Bowl? We'll start with the Rams and the Saints. Lori. I hope it's the Rams because I'm pulling for CJ. And the key to leave and Wade Phillips. But I won't be sad if Drew Brees gets his next Super Bowl chance. I really don't care. <laughs> I'm going for the Rams. Well, who do you think has the best chance to beat the AFC champion? I think the Rams are the most complete team. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I just want to see Aaron Donald body slam Tom Brady's 47-year-old body into the ground. We haven't even gotten to the AFC yet. You're, you're jumping oh. the gun. Does that mean that you're rooting for the Patriots? Absolutely. I want the Chiefs. I am too, Jeff. To con- Sorry. Uh, yeah. Chiefs uh. need to just keep you know what the, the bad thing is is they already won a playoff game so the the chiefs fans already believe this season has been a, a monumental success and that well, just it has <laughs> they're right about that yes i know you live out there in the frozen tundra of new england but can't can't have the afc west where the broncos own the west man and if the chiefs win the super bowl who lays claim to the West for, for the next however long it takes for the Broncos to win a Super Bowl. Well, but they're still behind us. I mean, they already have a... a, a uh... Then we sound like Raiders fans in the 90s. Oh, yeah, well, we've got three of them. They're still behind us. <laughs> I'm with Tim. we got to keep them down. We, can, we cannot let them get so...
decided that they're at the Super Bowl, or we're never gonna hear the end of it. Either way, we're all Rams and Saint Rams or Saints fans in five <laughs> That's days. True. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know I, I mean I can fake rooting for the Patriots just because I have so many friends that are Patriot fans now and. So I can, I mean, I can fake it, but I also have one of my best friends is from Kansas city. Like watching him suffer was fun at first, you know, it'd be nice for him and only him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would be happy for him. I would definitely be happy for him, but um, I've already been happy for the Patriots. Like I moved here in 2015 and they've been in every AFC championship game since like, enough like i'm tired of this i have to go through this every year and you know they've already won two super bowls since i've been here thank goodness we won one too but you know it's it won the world series and it's just like it's like enough like i like it's everywhere it's at gas stations like you know the gas station guy is like my friend let me tell you about tom brady he's very good he is, he is the goat their reign is coming to an end. Yeah. Brady's going to retire. Eventually, Belichick will retire. And Josh McDaniels is going to have a talentless team that he's going to have to try to coach. And he's going to suck. And it's going to be glorious. So you'll be fine. That will be Josh uh, yeah. McDaniels. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Josh McDaniels is going to take over. He's going to be great. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> be good. Just you wait. Who do you like? They're gone. All of them. Any of them. All of them are gone. Uh, and your long snapper? We're going to overpay him. Oh, there's a fullback in college. He's playing quarterback. I'm going to draft him in the first round. We're going to get a Gronkowski. Well, you love that quarterback. But not so. that Gronkowski. <laughs> I loved him for one year, yes. Yeah. I mean, what was the name of the Gronkowski we had? It was like uh, uh, Tito, Jermaine, Gronkowski. Gino, Gino. Latoya. We had Latoya Gronkowski. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, Broncos. Uh, and that concludes the, this week's episode of Something, Something, Broncos. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jezru. Uh, Lori, you can find at Doc LLV. Um, and Tim has decided he's going to finally share his personal Twitter account with everybody. Um, unfortunately, it does reveal how old he is, uh, but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, Tim, go ahead and lay it on. We're the same age, Jess. Uh, so it's <laughs> at Tim Lynch, 1978. I don't feel 40. I don't feel 40. I refuse. Me either. No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, thank you for listening. You can uh, read all of our work on uh, milehighreport.com. Um, Take it from DMAC. <laughs> we're all a bunch of really good guys. <laughs> Except for Lori, who's a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Lord. Though we have lost Neil Smith to free agency and Steve Atwater to the Jets, still we hope our beloved Broncos can bring home another Super Bowl championship and once again bathe in the glory of your light. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>
Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Broncos. Broncos. Let's go, Broncos. Broncos. Let's go. I could barely say Fangio or Fangino. Yeah. Fangio. Fangio. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Head coach, Vic Fangio. Defensive corner. <laughs> Coordinator. Corner. <laughs> All right. I'm drinking too. Yeah. Booster. <laughs>